as much as I absolutely love having an online business, the absolute worst thing about it are the online haters. And yes, they still get to me just a little bit. 12 years into this thing, haters are the worst. And if you put out any content online, eventually they will find you and they will come to crush your soul. So the question is, how do you deal with haters, Graham? I get that question a lot. Like literally, Graham, what do you do when people drop hate on you online? And so what I wanted to do in today's episode is answer the question. We have to break it down a little bit and nuance it a bit because there's different types of haters. There's different types of layers of people hating on you and you have to address them each differently. So I wanna share how to approach that, how to have a system to do that and how to basically develop the thick enough skin to continue to navigate this cruel world of online business because the rewards are worth it and I want you to hang in there. So let's talk about haters today. Welcome to episode 138 of The Graham Cochran Show where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Pumped to hang out with you today. It's getting closer to Christmas, which is exciting. So I'm having fun with my kiddos. And I hope you are enjoying this season as well. Hope you're gearing up to take a little bit of time off, even if it's a couple of days to just chill with your family, hopefully. Um, I know I am, so I'm excited for that break. That'll be real nice and come back in the new year fresh and ready to serve you in a powerful way. Got some amazing things coming in 2022. So I'm excited for the new year. I'm excited to share it with you. Um, we're gonna talk about haters. It's funny because when you build your online business, I don't think many people give this enough credence. Like they, they don't, like everyone knows that there's haters online, but I don't think people think about this enough. Uh, and I think it's one of the things that holds people back that have thought about it. Cause some people, that's all they think about. They're like, literally Graham, no, that's the reason why I haven't started because I'm afraid of haters. Um, so I want to help you out, give you a framework today to deal with them. And if you haven't started because of haters, let me give you a tool to help you start. Okay. This episode is going to help you deal with haters, but let me put something in your hands that will give you a, a roadmap, a step-by-step -step plan to get started because I want you to start. And I want you to start in the next 30 days. It's my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. I, I created this for you. If you needed to get started quickly, make money in less than 30 days, but you haven't ever launched, what would I do, Graham? Well, this is what I would do. And I've put it together in a guide for you. It's a four-week map. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Even if you have no idea what business to build. Or if you do and you just haven't launched, it's perfect for you either way. And it's free, it's checklists, and it's step-by-step. -step. Just go to the link below if you're watching on YouTube or grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart, wherever you are listening to this show. grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. And then do it, launch it. And then when you deal with haters, because you're going to do something amazing, and people are going to hate on it because that's just the cruel nature of the world we live in, then this episode is going to help you out. So let's talk about haters. Um, and I will, I will be honest, when I started my first business, The Recording Revolution, 2009, and really is probably once I finally got on YouTube in January of 2010 that I got my first round of haters, I was shocked. Because here I was not talking about 
politics, not talking about religion. Um, I was like the least controversial topic I could think of, like recording music. Like musicians are cool from my experience. Music is art. Artists are cool. There was nothing controversial I thought about what I was uh, posting. Turns out I was just ignorant that uh, just having an opinion makes you a target for haters if they disagree with your opinion. So I was crushed and I was like, oh my gosh. And I felt like I had to just bend over backwards for these people. And I felt like I'd done something wrong. And it made me question whether I should be posting content because guess what? All of us are super insecure. We deal with imposter syndrome. We already are on thin ice with our own psyche because we're like, should I even be posting stuff? Am I credible enough to be teaching this? So we're already on, on the edge. And then when somebody comes along and says, man, who, who the heck are you? You're like, I don't know, who the heck am I? And you, you're like, I should probably quit. You're right, I should probably quit. And that's how I felt. Um, thank God I didn't quit. So much of my life would have been different if I had given up. It was very easy for me to give up and I didn't. Um, and hopefully if you're benefiting from this content, then you're a beneficiary of me not giving into the haters. Um, my family's a beneficiary. I myself am a beneficiary. So I'm so glad I didn't quit. And I don't want you to quit. Okay. Don't want you to quit because as a, a as much as I love marketing and I love strategy, you know what the biggest secret is to making it online? Not quitting. Just keep playing the game. If you play the game long enough, you will win. It's strange, but it's one of the few things that like time does favor online business owners. So I don't want you to quit, especially not because of haters. So let's talk about the three types of haters you deal with because we do have to treat them differently. Number one, you have the public person leaving you a comment. It's like literally someone just leaving you a public comment on your YouTube video, on your blog post. If you do social media posting, like literally leaving you a comment on social, right? Or if you listen to a podcast, somebody could leave you a bad review and that would be a public comment. So public facing content, people leaving an angry comment saying something really mean about you. Another layer is email subscribers. Okay. These people are on your email list. Uh, and they email you back. You email out your latest piece of content or you send out an email, you're in the middle of the launch and they blast back like, this is stupid, can't believe, you know, whatever. They email you back. So it's an email subscriber that's hating on you. And then the third layer are customers. They bought something from you, they're angry about something, they're disappointed and they let you know about it. Okay, we're gonna deal with those three people because we deal with them differently. And let me just say before we get into this, most people that you deal with are going to be amazing. Why? Because I believe human beings are generally amazing. And I like to believe the best about people. I like to look for the good in people. Um, and it's been my experience in both of my businesses in 12 years of doing this, reaching millions of people online, that the majority of people are kind, are respectful, even when they disagree with you, okay? And, and it, that's encouraging. So this is a small fraction of people, but it's amazing how this small group of people can crush your soul. So we have to learn how to deal with them. So let's talk about the public comments, people dropping hate in a public comment. First thing I will say to you is that if someone's leaving you a hateful comment saying, this is stupid, you're stupid, I totally disagree. This is a good thing. This is a sign that you're doing something right. Why do I say that? Because if nobody's hating on you, a, you're probably not reaching enough people. 
because statistically you're gonna have haters. So it's just a matter of having a larger pool of people. And B, if nobody's hating on you, you're probably not saying anything worth paying attention to because you're probably saying something that's pretty bland, pretty vanilla, like how can anybody disagree with that because it's what everyone else says anyway. And that's just a sign that you're gonna fade into obscurity because you sound like everybody else. And in a sea of ever-growing content, ever-growing content creators and voices, you need to stand out. And the way we stand out is by standing for something and standing against something else. Do not be afraid to be polarizing. Fortune favors the polarized people, the polarizing content creators. Now, you don't just create polarizing, controversial content for the sake of stirring up an argument, which is what a lot of pundits do in the media. That's not what we're trying to do here. But what we're trying to do is be passionate about something. To be passionate about something, you have to also be passionately against something else. It's just human nature. And, and it's foolish to think that like, no, I'm going to love everything and all people. And no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> Yes, we want to love all people and treat them with respect. But when it comes to your topic or niche, you don't love all people or all things in, in the way I'm going to describe love. If you are a fitness instructor, foodie, you help people with nutrition, health, all that kind of stuff, you are probably very opinionated and passionate, which is a nicer way of saying opinionated, passionate about a certain way of eating. It's probably the way that you eat. And it's probably the way that you've seen people get results. So like if you are all in on keto, you're going to like make fun of people like me that are carbitarians and just want to eat carbs all day long. And you'd be like, hey, carbs are bad. And I'm going to be like, you know what? Screw you. And I'm going to leave a hate comment. No, I'm just joking. Um, I just love carbs. But if I am like all, let's say, plant-based as a nutritionist guy, then I'm going to make fun of the carnivore diet because it's the literal antithesis of being vegan or plant-based or whatever you want to call it. And so you probably have a very passionate opinion about the opposite of what you teach. You have your method. You have your way that has worked for you and your students and your clients, your family, your friends. So you're going to have an enemy. So you, you, you do stand for something. And you do stand against something else and it's your job as a content creator. And I've talked about this at length before, so I'll move on from this, but just making this point here that if you have haters, it's because hopefully you're doing your job. Example, for the recording revolution, I always championed cheap budget equipment, simple techniques, and I made fun of and criticized really expensive products, really complex techniques, and those that prop those two things up. They were the enemy and I was against them. And I didn't do that in a mean way, but I just tried to, to that was my whole method is simplicity with your, your signal chain as an audio engineer and cheap budget stuff. And so I would dismantle the idea that you have to have an expensive microphone or expensive equipment to get a professional sounding thing. So I, I got hate because of that, still do. Um, I make fun of Facebook ads. I, I don't believe you need to run ads, period, to create a million dollar a year business. Because guess what? I don't. And I've created two million dollar a year businesses without running ads. So I'm living proof and I don't believe you need to. And I think there's some negatives to it, but everybody tells you to run ads. Even the people who like organic traffic are like, yeah, but you should also run ads. And I don't think you have to. So I, I that's the enemy. I don't really hate those people, but I, I, I come against that school of thought and I have another school of thought. We all do. If you're not getting haters, you might want to question your content.
because it may be super boring. So we just had to get that out there. Okay. Haters online is a sign you're doing something right. I'm going to move on and I'm going to move quickly. Here's what you do. When someone drops hate on your video, podcast, blog post, whatever, publicly, social media, you do nothing. Actually, three nothings. You don't defend yourself. Number one, do not defend yourself. It's human nature. You're going to want to do it. Okay. For example, when I moved to this long form video podcast, when I started the Graham Cochran show, I moved away from 10 minute videos, 15 minute videos to these longer videos. One of the biggest pieces of hate I get is my format. Oh, it's too long. Bro, you could have said that in five minutes. Yeah, but I didn't, did I? Five minute version of this would have been devoid of all nuance and the sweet goodness. Okay, Graham's giving you the goods and if you don't have the attention span or the time to receive the goodness, then I'm sorry, I can't help you. Your life's gonna be the same, boop. So fortune favors, in your case, the people that listen all the way to the end because you get all the goodness. So I don't defend myself. Oh, well, you know, I used to do short videos, but I found, don't. When I've had people drop hate mail because I mentioned my church or, or I'm playing a Christian song in, in the video, just the example I'm using when I'm mixing a song and it's a Christian song. People are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear about that God stuff. That you, I don't go and defend myself that I'm a Christian and, and I wish they would like, no. There's literally no point to defend yourself because they're not there to have public polite discourse. They're there to blast. They're just tossing, you know, bombs. They're not. They're not trying to get to know you. They don't care. Um, two, it it's it looks weak and it misses the point. Like I would rather put my my effort and my energy towards my students that love what I'm doing than to try to like convert these haters. That's that to, to my way of thinking, which I'm not going to. Now here's the great thing: the more you do this, you don't have to defend yourself because your super fans will. Eventually, you're going to have super fans and they're going to go blast your haters for you. And it is the best to see a hater and go, oh, but then all of a sudden you see your little super fans go, leave Graham alone. And they just, pew, pew, they just blast back and they just rip them to shreds, which is pretty sadistic, but I kind of like it. And I can just look like a saint because I didn't have to do anything. I, my, they just sick them. It's like, they just go attack. And I love you super fans. If you've ever defended me online, I love you and I'm grateful for you. So don't defend yourself. That's number one, you don't do. Number two, don't delete their comments. I've seen plenty of people say, just delete them. You think that's gonna make them happy? That's actually gonna just create more hate mail. They're just gonna come back and be like, oh, you deleted my comment because you couldn't handle it because you know I was right. That only is fuel for the fire. So do not delete their comment unless they incite violence or it's crazy offensive. Like having that kind of language on your channel or on your blog, like, you would feel uncomfortable with your like ch your child like reading it. Like I've had people leave like very weird sexual things or very violent things. Like I'm gonna come blank you up. Like that stuff's a little scary. In this day and age, like I I'm gonna delete that kind of stuff. But short of that, you can you can drop some bad words. You can you can paint me out to be this awful human being. I'm not gonna delete your comment. I'm just gonna move on. And then the number three thing you don't do with these public hater comments is you don't, don't ever let yourself be defined by these haters. And you're going to be like, yeah, well, of course, of course, I'm not going to do that. But you will. 
Like your natural instinct is to be like, oh, they're probably right. What is it about human nature that for the majority of us, this maybe isn't everybody. If someone leaves a positive comment, we never get defined by those. In fact, we sometimes question them. Did they really mean that? Are they just being nice? But if someone leaves a hateful, angry, mean comment, we automatically assume they must be right. Oh, no, they're right. Maybe I am a, a loser. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. It's very telling. It just shows what we actually already believe about ourselves, that we're not good enough. And so when someone says we're good enough, we question it. I don't know. I'd like to believe that, but I don't know. But if someone says we're, we're bogus, we're like, yeah, you're right. We're so quick to believe that because we're already on the edge of giving up because we're so insecure anyway. I know this got deep, but it's real. John Acuff, really great author. I've loved his books forever. I was actually able to interview him recently for my mini series, How to Become a New York Times Bestselling Author. And John endorsed my book. Thank you, John. Super cool. My book comes out in March, 2022, How to Get Paid for What You Know. Pre-order now on Amazon or anywhere else you buy books. John Acuff has this great line in his book, Start, which is a phenomenal book, by the way. And he talks about what he calls critic math. Critic math, meaning it's a simple formula. 1,000 compliments plus one piece of criticism equals one piece of criticism, right? <laughs> Somehow when you, you take 1,000 compliments and you add one hater, one criticism piece, those compliments, they disappear on the other end of the equal sign. All you see is the critic. It's critic math. That's just human nature. So it's, it's going to be hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it ever goes away, but your job will be to not be defined by the critics, especially this layer of people. This, we started with this layer of people because it's the most hurtful for some reason, probably because it's so public and we know that other people are seeing it and it's embarrassing. But just know that it's normal. It's good. It's actually a sign that you're doing something normal, doing something not normal, or you do something extraordinary, actually. But you're in the normal course of creating extraordinary comp content. All of us have haters that have done anything of note, right? So it's a good thing, but you're going to have to get over it and just move on and not pay attention to it because there's two layers deeper that you actually might want to pay a little bit more attention to. So the next layer is email subscribers. So if you send out an email, well, again, this happens a lot during a launch or a promotion. People kind of hate it when you're selling stuff. Most people don't. Most people are fine with it, believe it or not. But you tend to get some of the haters when you're selling something because these people are idiots and they just don't realize that like they're allowed to sell themselves to their boss or, or their you know employer or sell whatever products they have. But for some reason, you're not allowed to sell. And they don't like that because they don't want to have to buy it. They want to get it all for free because they're moochers, right? And that's just the way people are. So a lot of times with promotional emails, you get the hate email back. But sometimes it's just uh, um, like a, a, someone just responds. Like I had, I had a guy email me back res response to my weekly podcast two weeks ago. I think in the, the, email, I wrote the words, something about like building my business. And I wrote the words by God's grace. Like I've been able to build, you know, two, $1 million a year businesses by God's grace. And he took issue with that as a secular atheist. He emailed me back. I really don't like that you mentioned that. Like it really, I, I respect you, but like it just, I, I lost, like I lost track. I wasn't focused anymore because it took me out of the email. And so he, he was not hating on me, but he just didn't like that language, which is fine. It's fine. So here, how do you respond to someone that kind of gives you like hate mail back or I disagree with you or I don't like what you're saying, email back. Number one, 
reply. Reply back. Uh, this is, this is, they took time to email you, which I think is a lot more respectful than just blasting a comment. A comment is nothing. An email is something. It's not everything. Don't get me wrong. Don't respond to every email you ever get. I'm not saying that's the goal. But if someone emails you back, especially in response to one of your emails that's sent out, then you know they're a subscriber. I would say reply back if you can and engage. If you sense a genuine concern or a question, if they're just emailing you and being like, you're an idiot, unsubscribe me, because I get those sometimes. I usually have my assistant just email them back, say, hey, you could do that yourself. Every email, there's a button right at the bottom that says unsubscribe. Just, here's the step one, scroll down. Step two, see that link. Step three, click it, you weirdo. <laughs> Actually, we don't say it like that, but if, if someone emails you and you sense a genuine concern, like this gentleman who emailed me, hey, Graham, I really respect you, blah, 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 but it just threw me off that you mentioned God and your email. And I was like, hey, I, I, you know, my first response is like, I don't get why that's a big deal because I have plenty of non-Christians who follow me, who enjoy my content, who are my students, my paid students. And they, they can ignore when I talk about God or Christianity or Jesus because it just doesn't, it doesn't bother them. This guy bothered him. And I sensed like an opportunity to engage him. And I, I, I respected the way he at least addressed the, the, the issue. He had a lot of respect for me. And I, anyone that wants to talk with respect and politeness, I'm all, I'm all about that. So I responded to him and we had a good little mini conversation back and forth. So engage, just engage. And then number two, be humble, be humble. You don't, don't go into self-protection mode. You know, just just relax, relax. Again, this doesn't define you. A lot, they might be completely wrong or they might just have a different view of the world than you or the view of, of the content than you. And that's, isn't that okay? How can we all, we're not all the same. So don't be so insecure that the moment someone says, I don't know, I disagree that you like crumble because I've been that guy. I've been that guy. Be confident. You've helped people before. What you have to say is helping people. It doesn't mean it's the only way. It doesn't mean it's the only way. So there's gonna be people that disagree, but it is a way and it's a, it's a good way because you know you've gotten results for yourself, for others. So you can be confident, confident enough to be humble and engage someone that disagrees with you or doesn't like something you say, okay? And, and then just, I always try to disarm people by agreeing with them if, I, if, I, if there's a chance that I could be off, you know what, You're, I, I see how you could see it that way. I agree with you. Oh, wow. Or even if you don't agree with their perspective, if you thank them, thank you so much for bringing that up. I appreciate you taking the time to email me. It's very disarming. And it, people are always looking for a fight because our world, our political leaders, our media, they want us to be combative and they, they feed off of, of that. And they're just training all of us to be angry and fight all the time, but we don't have to put up with that crap. We don't have to be angry. We don't have to be against each other. We can actually completely disagree on very serious things and still, still treat people with respect because we all have value and worth and we should all be treated with respect. Whether we, we don't have to all agree. The point isn't to make everybody agree with us. That's when we get angry because guess what? We're not all gonna agree ever, <laughs> ever, but we can still respect each other. And so if you can have the humility to be like, man, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Or that's a good point. I hadn't considered that and engage them with humility can go a long way. 
But at the same time, don't feel like you have to respond to every message that comes your way, like I said, or that you have to let a conversation continue because somebody emails you and you email them back, A, they might be blown away that you responded and it wasn't a bot or an assistant. And then that might view be viewed as an open door for them to keep emailing you back and forth about this subject. And you're allowed to just stop whenever you feel like the conversation has run its course or you're, you're kind of done. And you don't have to say like, hey, I'm done. You can just not respond anymore. Did you, did you know that? Did you know that? You can stop responding whenever you want. And it's totally fine. Totally fine. You're busy. Never view, this is a side tangent, but never view an email inquiry in your inbox as something that you must respond to. That is made up, right? Do you do you write a letter back to every person that that puts a letter in your your mailbox? You know, when 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 a uh, a local bank is asking you to switch to their bank, do you email, do you write them a met, a mail like a letter back? Like they've put a letter in your in your mailbox, blasting you with basically advertisement. Do you? Write them a letter back. No, thank you. I don't want, no, you just don't respond. It's okay. You can not respond. Or you can respond for a while and be like, conversation's done. I'm just going to disappear. Not a problem. So email subscribers. I actually really find that this is this level, this middle level or layer is where I learn a lot about my students and I can win a lot of their respect. And a lot of these people can become my customers if I handle these emails with a lot of grace and humility. And the number three level of haters are customers. You can have customers that are angry, upset. It could be that your product they were disappointed in. It could be um, that they have your products, but then still you said something publicly that they, they don't like. Usually it's related to their purchase, but it's not always. So number one thing is always, always, always put yourself in their shoes, okay? Um, what would What would you want if you were in their shoes? What what do they want? And like, like, is it reasonable? Is it reasonable what they want? Because it probably is. There's very few times where it's like an unreasonable request, but just put yourself in their shoes before you get defensive. I, I think when it comes to our products and services and selling, if you're like me, where I can feel insecure about a piece of content, that insecurity ramps up times 10 when it's my paid products. Because now there's money involved. And I'm like, man, if they're not happy with the product, I, I can bristle because I don't want to have to refund. I don't, a refund seems like more of a dagger in my heart than just someone not liking a free video. So there's a lot of emotions there when it comes to customers, but I have to usually just calm down, put myself in their shoes. What would I want if I were in their shoes? Um, if they want a refund, if they're unhappy about something, always, always, always refund quickly. Don't, do not play this stupid game that some people do, which is, well, Prove to me that, you know, you took action on the content in the course of the membership or prove to me that you logged in a certain number of times or prove to me that this is really a reason to refund. Do not do that. You will create enemies for life. It's just dumb. Like, that's not what you want. When, you've, when you have the guts to come back to a, a business and say, like, look, I'm, I, was, I was unsatisfied with what I paid for. I'd like my money back. It's already embarrassing to have to ask for your money back. For most of us, some people don't care. But what do we want? We just want our money back. And that's what you promised on your sales page. Hopefully you had a guarantee, a satisfaction guarantee. If they're not satisfied, you have to stand behind your guarantee. This is normal. Refunds are normal. So refund quickly, but go above and beyond if you can. 
when it seems appropriate, over-deliver. Surprise and delight. So sometimes, for example, people will want to refund, so I'll refund them, and you know what I'll do? I'll give them another course for free. I'll give them a mini course. Sometimes I'll, I'll give them a free coaching call. Some, I mean, there's a million things you could do if it seemed appropriate that would just like blow their minds. And they'll be like, wow, that's incredible. A, a, a small example, it was easy. This was not a hater, so it's not a, a, the best example, but I had a gal um, email, email me to say, she's a customer of mine. She's in my membership. She emailed me to say, hey, I, I told my friend about you. She was watching your videos and then she bought your course, Automatic Income Academy. And just keep up the good work. And I said, man, thank you so much. She, this girl's already a customer of mine, but she didn't own my course, Automatic Income Academy, the one her friend bought. So I, when I responded back to her, I said, hey, check your inbox. I just gave you free access to that course. Thank you so much. Over-deliver, surprise and delight. It can take customers turn them into super customers or customers for life. And it can take a customer that's refunding and potentially turn them back into a customer. Or if not, they'll be a mouthpiece for you. They'll be an evangelist for you. Even though they technically are no longer a customer of yours, they will be blown away by the way you serve them. And then final thing with customers that are upset or disappointed or didn't like something is always ask for their feedback. So when I refund something or if somebody cancels a membership, like I always refund them or cancel them, or do what they ask. I always thank them for giving it a shot. And I always ask them, how can I make it better? Like, you know, what do you think I could do to have made this better? Or what, what, what were you looking for in the course that, you, that it didn't deliver? Clearly it didn't meet some expectation. And that expectation might be unfounded and it might be not something I'm going to offer, but I, I at least want to know. Uh, and then I do try to take feedback to heart. Um, I, I did an entire 2.0 version of my course, Automatic Income Academy, for example, based off of two years worth of customer and refund feedback. What it was missing, what, what would have been better, what would have been easier. Um, and that helps, helps you make a better product. It, it helps you better understand your customers. Don't have, don't let your insecurity turn you into a stubborn business owner who won't change because changing would admit that you had it wrong because that's not really what change means. Changing admits that you're willing to make things better. None of us have a perfect course. None of us have a perfect method. None of us have a perfect business. We should be confident about what we're offering and it's, it should be good from day one. But the way you get great is by listening to your haters, listening to your, your super fans as well, and then being willing to tweak and evolve because your goal should be ultimately to serve more people, serve them better and serve them longer. And to do that, we have to take feedback to heart. And it's hard to do, but when you change it from a being like a personal attack and they didn't like it, so therefore they don't like me, that's why attaching your identity to your business is so dangerous because it takes you on too high of a high where you think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread and too low of a low where you're like, I'm nothing. It's neither of those. You're, you're, you're just normal, you're, you're you. I think you're extraordinary in that, like, I feel like I personally believe my worldview, I believe God put you on this earth for a reason and you have a unique voice and a unique gift that you could either hide or share. And so obviously I'm in the business of helping you share that. I believe that way to share that is through a business, through an online business. Um, and so I, I think you should be confident in that, that like, yeah, you have something extraordinary to offer, but you and I are both just, we're just normal people. I'm no more special than you. You're no more special than me. So I think we, if we can have that normalcy of just like stay in that lane of, yep, it's just me, 
that helps us when we get tons of praise and admiration to not think too highly of ourselves. And it also helps us from the dips when our business is being attacked or people are hating us. We don't dip with it as like, oh, I'm so awful. We're neither. We're not great or awful. We're just us, okay? And the business might do great. Or the business might collapse. People might sing our praises. People might hate on us. Neither of those have any bearing on who we are as people. It's just, you know, it's just us. But we can learn from both as to what people like and what people want improvement on. And if we're smart, we can take those things when we have time and make the adjustments and get better and get better and get better. That's only going to help you, right? So I think one of my very first videos on this channel, honestly, was uh, why your, your work should not be your identity, your business should not be your identity. It's probably one of the most important videos I've ever made. Not the most popular because nobody seems to care about it, but probably the most important one. So feel free to check that out if you want. So there you go. That's how I deal with haters online. The three types, remember? People leaving a public comment, people emailing you, your email subscribers, or customers that are upset or angry about something. Three types of people. Just think about them and like, which group is this, is this hater in? And what's the right way to respond to this hater? Um, and remember that, Haters are humans too. <laughs> Haters are humans too. Um, they might just be having a bad day. That you know, you might just be misunderstood. That's okay. Show them love and respect, um, or ignore them. Worst case, ignore them if they're just really, really jerks. Don't defend yourself. Um, just move on. Focus on the customers that love what you're doing. Focus on the students uh, and the audience that love what you're doing. Serve them powerfully, but be open to feedback. And above all, stay humble. Stay humble. Humility is the key to everything that you want or need in life. It is the key that unlocks all the doors, humility. So that is very important when you're online. Don't think you're the greatest thing, but don't, don't be a pushover either. Like you, you have something of value, but just don't let the haters get to you. Stay humble, learn what you can from them, and then go serve people well. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know in a comment below if you have ever gotten a hater and how did you handle that hater? Good or poorly or well, let me know in a comment below. Uh, and then if you've never gotten a hater, but you've been making content for a while, I want you to take an honest look at your content. Is it is it polarizing enough? Is it bold enough? Or is it pretty like vanilla? Does it disappear because this sounds like everything else? If that's the case, you might feel safe that no one's hating on it, but you probably don't have any super fans either. And it's going to be hard to get discovered. So I want to just use this as an opportunity to challenge you with your content delivery or strategy or your boldness. Like life is short, be bold, share what you really believe. Don't be a jerk but share what you really believe passionately. If you believe it will help people and you know people are gonna disagree for sure, that's fine, that's a good sign. So just a little push for you. And like I said at the top of the episode, if you wanna get launched in the next 30 days, take my online income jumpstart guide. It's a 30 day guide, it's free, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Or if you're watching here on YouTube, click the link below this video and you can grab it straight away. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. Hope you have an amazing week. Stay healthy, stay safe. And I'll see you on another episode. Peace.